Welcome to Sports Conversation with James Navalance on the Believe Network. And joining us today is Bradley Jacks, Quinnipiac University men's basketball assistant. Uh, I got to know him well through our time with Top Connect. Robbie San, our GA program, was that three years ago at this point? And yeah. Bradley's just, you know, going up the ranks at this point. Um, but I just want to start this out really by people going within your background. So take me to, you know, growing up high school wise, and then obviously going to Babson and then the success you had there. Yeah, for sure. Well, James, first off, thank you for having me on the podcast today. Appreciate it. Um, well, yeah, man, let's get into it. I guess for me, um, I'm a PG County kid, born and raised PG County, Maryland. Played uh, high school basketball at Gonzaga College High School with um, head coach Steve Turner, well-known head coach, kind of in that DMV area. Um, I was, I'd say I was a good high school player, not a great high school player. Um, you know, I worked hard. I got to guard guys like Chris Jenkins every day. Um, I was around really elite Division One college basketball players. So, you know, I've seen high-level basketball played against some of the, you know, top teams in the country every year on a national schedule. So, you know, I kind of knew what it was like to compete at the highest level just from that standpoint. You know, we played the Bishop Gormans of the world. Um, our rivals were DeMathis. So, you know, definitely I've been around high-level basketball my whole life. And um, kind of going to my senior year that summer, I hurt my foot. So I really didn't have um, – had Division One interest, but I didn't have any D1 offers. And then – Kind of went, played out the summer, got my first D2 offer and, you know, a bunch of D2s, D3s, played out the season, um, ended up going on a visit to Babson College, fell in love with it and knew that's where I wanted to be. And so kind of from there, just played at Division Three basketball. I kind of, my mindset was, you know, I wanted to um, really just be the best I could be, be the best version of myself. And one thing I remember that was always in my head was, um, AAU practice, Nolan Smith, assistant coach at um, Louisville right now, he came back and talked to us. And I remember one of the things that really resonated with me when he spoke to us was how when he was a freshman at Duke, the main reason why he didn't play was because he wasn't vocal enough. I remember him saying that. And so that kind of always sat with me in my head. And I kind of told myself going into my first practice, you know, I don't care if I'm bad. I don't care what happens. I'm going to be the loudest person. I'm going to make my presence felt. Um, so that's kind of what I did from day one. And, you know, luckily my freshman year was six man kind of right off the bench playing. And that freshman year I was able to go to a final four. And after that, just, you know, a ton of success, sweet 16, my junior or sophomore year and then junior year able to, you know, compete again for a national championship and able to win the whole thing. So, you know, it, it was an awesome college career I wouldn't trade it for the world it's definitely fun I had a, a lot of great teammates I learned a lot about myself and I was happy to be able to share it with other guys who were just you know committed to you know putting in the work and winning so um my college career it was all in all I'm happy with the decision I made for sure how would you describe being around essentially a winner kind of your whole entire life like you're in the DMV, that competitive nature at Gonzaga. Like, 
that DMV area is obviously legit for high school basketball. And then going to Babson and then getting to a Final Four, winning a national championship. Like, how important do you think it is for you, to, you specifically to be around winning early on and now kind of, especially now as a coach, you know, bringing that kind of to Quinnipiac and bringing that to players that you work with, being, you know, having that experience of, you know, being around winning all the time. Yeah. Um, man, I, I really, I'd say I always, I definitely looked up to the guys I played with, my teammates, because, you know, they had, I say even high school, the guys like Chris Jenkins, Brian Crawford, you know, Tavon Blackman, Nate Britt, Charles Glover, guys like that, like they had division one offers. And at the time, you know, I was, I was younger. So I was like, man, like, what do I have to do? Like, let me see, like, try to take note of what they did and kind of their work ethic. And, you know, it's the way they competed. They they're, they're always had it on, even playing with Joey Flannery at Babson, guys like that. Like they just always had it on. They, what they were thinking, their work ethic, you know, they the way they approached, you know, a workout or a conditioning drill, you know, something so minute or even a walkthrough, it's 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 different. I think, you know, kind of having that mindset of, you know, not being outworked and um, just putting in the work really kind of separated them. So for me, I, I wanted to really embody that with the way I worked. I know I spent many summers doing two workouts a day, sometimes three workouts, three workouts a day. And um, going into my senior year, me and Joey came closer, um, working out over the summer, kind of with BABC and getting our own work in. So, you know, I kind of had a hand in seeing what it was like to work. So I was just, it's, it's a mindset thing with winning, you know, cause winning is uncommon. It's not a common thing. It's, it's very hard to do. Yeah. And I, I would say this from, you know, my experience equally as a coach being around players, you know, being out in Phoenix this past summer around college guys preparing for the NBA draft, being around NBA guys, you know, I, I'd say this to everyone, like the biggest separator is that mentality piece, you know, and you can't sure. ingrain a mentality in somebody, but I think being around that, being in that environment, I think breeds, you know, ultimately your mentality eventually. And, you know, and that kind of creates those habits and then creates success. So I think it's, you know, invaluable for you that you've had this experience just being around winning because it creates Mm -hmm. that, you know, just mentality of like, oh, this is this is how it gets done. You know, rather than if you're in an environment where, you know, chaos is going on, you're not winning, there people are getting in trouble, like Mm -hmm. you kind of get lost in the shuffle. But there, if you get lost in the shuffle, like you're so obviously out of place, you know, so it's either you're going to fit in or you got to fit out. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, being around winning is something that really everyone needs to be around at some point to ultimately reach your own, you know, success. For Um, sure. For sure. Now. Yeah. Take, take me through now your development kind of as a coach, you know, Randolph Macon, and then you go to Quinnipiac and do the GA program ops assistant coach and just your development overall in that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess looking back at it, you know, a big part of my development really did come when I was at Randolph Macon. I think it really taught me how to work, taught me how to grind. Um, I was lucky there because I had a really good boss, um, Josh Merkel, who kind of, you know, he trusted me with a lot. He 
gave me a lot of responsibility when I was there to do you know a lot of things when it came to recruiting operations um you know stuff dealing with camp on the court stuff um at the time I was you know 22 23 years old so you know I didn't know much it was my first time being an assistant coach um even scouting responsibility and you know I just didn't want to for me I knew making that decision to go to Randolph Macon you could really understand if I if basketball coaching basketball is something I truly wanted to do especially at the collegiate level and you know for me my first sense of doing it came kind of into my junior year I was like you know I, I could see myself coaching down the road and I guess kind of before I made the decision to go to Macon it was um I told myself you know this is the year like I'm going to dedicate myself to like you know be the best I can be as an assistant coach you know kind of and this will allow me to understand if you know I want to continue to pursue a career in basketball or go you know work in the regular business world um but yeah so I guess in terms of my development as a coach I really I'd say learn how to grind um how to kind of be efficient how to be organized kind of started when I was at Macon and then kind of from there on you know getting to Quinnipiac you know it was an awesome opportunity to, for me to be as a GA um to have like a different role you know um different responsibilities but same grind so you know the tasks were different but I had to be really good at it so if it was you know this guy has to be here at a certain time, like, you know, making sure I communicate with them um, to make sure you had to be at a doctor's appointment on time, you know, whether it was helping out, making sure guys were in class, you know, wherever I could do, whether it was, you know, just rebounding, like being an elite rebounder, like making good passes, you know, um, that was kind of my mindset with that. It was, you know, I'm not too good to do anything. You know, I think sometimes we feel like some things may be beneath us, but like for me, it was like, I was the low. I was at the bottom of the totem pole, and so that's how I treated it. I was like, if I may have that mentality, I was at the bottom of the totem pole, then nothing can break me. So I think with that mindset, um, I was willing and to do everything. I try to take, you know, um, try to take advantage of every opportunity I had to, you know, show that I was committed. Um, I think just in terms of coaching, you know, I paid attention a lot during practice, you know, taking notes every day, kind of understanding what we were doing as a team. And I think my GA and year at uh, Macon kind of really helped me. And then in terms of last year being video, I'd say it was probably, I can't even say how, can't even really equate to how much I learned just from basketball by watching so much film and understanding plays and breakdowns and, you know, different types of defenses. I think Last year, I kind of just boosted my understanding of the game to a whole new level. So I think every position I've had, you know, in the support staff role, I've been grateful for because, you know, I if I wanted to do it all over again, I'd do it the exact same way. I wouldn't want to change it, you know. So I think every role I've had from video to GA to assistant D3 coach, you know, I'm truly grateful for. And it's had to play a huge role in kind of my development um each step of the way no that's really empowering stuff because you know i've been there you've been there like it's you're really your ability to make an impact in any area and you know having that mentality of you know no rule is too small whether it's mm -hmm. you know swiping up sweat 
rebounding, video, are they in class? Can you get them to a doctor's appointment? It's really trying to just be as as really you know helpful in any area, and you know mm-hmm. having really a selfless mentality. I, I think that might be the biggest thing is just being completely selfless and you know removing all ego, because you For know sure. you'll see it at times. You know people have egos, and you know that kind of gets in the way of kind of the bigger picture. You know, but I feel like if you can remove that from your just your own agenda, like you, you sacrifice so much more and, you know, it ultimately is so much greater for the people around you, your team, specifically your players. I mean, everybody around it. How would you say each coach that you've been around at Randolph Macon now under coach Dunleavy at Quinnipiac, what would you say their impact and the really the importance of working for a great coach, a great boss? Oh, sorry. Just uh, the importance of their impact is what you're asking. Yeah, just really their impact and really getting to work for a really good boss. You know, just not yeah. working for anybody. I mean, that that thing is important. I think you know, a lot of people. Well, let me put it like this. I think just in working in basketball, like you know, it's it's about relationships. And I think, you know, I kind of thought about it. You know, I went to places where I was looking to be a GA, and I think kind of right early on, you know, the one thing I observed is what is the relationship between the head coach and a guy, another GA or a manager or, you know, someone in a support staff position? Like, is there a relationship there? Like, do they actually know them? Like, how do they interact? So for me, relationships are huge. So I think, you know, the way I met Josh Merkel, he recruited me out of high school you know, I, I actually had his voicemail, his recruiting voicemail that he left on my phone when he recruited me. But, you know, I, I reconnected with him at um, NC State basketball camp. Um, he came up and talked to me. And I think before he even knew I was interested in coaching, he was more interested in me as a person. So I think, you know, developing a personal relationship is huge um, because it's just the way you can build trust with someone. Um in terms of that, it's the same with Coach Dunley. I think we have a really strong relationship, and it's definitely grown ever since I've gotten to Quinnipiac. The trust has been there, you know, the way we connect. You know, both of those guys, I think, genuinely, they do genuinely care for me um, and my well-being. And I think, you know, being able to understand that and to have that, for me, you know, I want to do more for those guys. And they care about not just me as a person, but my development and kind of where I'm going. But – you know, it's, it's been awesome. You know, times when times got tough for me, you know, I, I could call Coach Merkel and be like, hey, like, you know, do you have a second to talk? And he'd pick up the phone any time of day. And the same thing, you know, I can call Coach Dunleavy and, you know, talk with him. So, you know, those personal relationships are huge because I think it's just important to, you know, building what we're trying to do, you know, as coaches is, you know, to win and, you know, make an impact and it, it motivates you. It's a like each place being at Macon and being at Quinnipiac are places like I generally wake up and I'm happy to go to every day. So, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, quality of life, you know, when you're kind of moving through the coaching industry and I didn't quite understand it early on, but now, you know, I understand the importance of it. No, that's extremely valuable stuff, especially the relationship piece. You know, I feel like that's the reason really all, coaches should be in it right like it's all about impacting the players that we're serving kind of every day you know it it is a two-way relationship but ultimately like 
you know, we're coaches, we're, we're supposed to be a step above. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have that proper outlook for our players and their development and who they are as people and, and the relationship side of, you know, working with the staff and having that, it's all really important. And I feel like there is aspects of this industry where that does get removed, where it's just, let's just get guys in. Let's go into the transfer portal. Let's just get guys that are going to help us win. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think we can lose sight of ultimately the bigger picture. But I love that you brought up, you know, the relationship piece, because I I personally believe that's the most important. Uh, Now, in terms of Quinnipiac, this season coming up, obviously, you know, we're all getting ready, scrimmages, exhibitions. What what is it looking like? What are some mm-hmm. what are your kind of expectations for your team this year coming in? You know, I think you know, I do have high expectations for our group. I think, you know, we, we return a lot of talented pieces. Um, you know, Matt Belonk, Desi Jones, Louis Courtright, Tyrese Williams, Savion Lewis, um, Time Sherry, like a very you know, older group of guys that are mature that have been in, you know, our conference for the past two, three, four years. So, you know, they kind of know what it is, know what to expect. I think, you know, being in the MAC, you know, it's funny. You know, you talk about winning earlier. I never knew how hard winning was till I got to Quinnipiac. And it's, it's, it's interesting, man. You know, you play in the MAC night in and night out. It, it is a grind of a conference, you know. You play a Friday, Sunday schedule, quick turnarounds. You know, you could go play Iona one night and be in a and be in a dogfight and then turn around the next night, go play a Canisius, a Niagara, Fairfield, doesn't matter whoever, and you're gonna be in a dogfight every night. Like every team is super talented in this league and you know they got good competitors. And I think it's being at the division three level, you know, I don't know what it was, maybe I lost sight of it, but, you know, winning is a tough thing to do. Um, So, but, you know, I'm excited about this group. I think we're super talented. We have depth, um, which is, it's, is important. You know, it's important making those runs and staying healthy. I think the past couple of years have been tough to us just, you know, trying to be able to stay healthy. So, you know, our guys are mature now. They know how to take care of their bodies. They're doing the right thing. So, you know, I, I have high expectations for this group, and I, you know, I believe they can live up to it. And I think we just have to continue to be demanding of them, and they want that challenge. So, you know, when guys want that challenge to be held to a higher standard, you know, great things happen. And so for them, it's just the ability to respond every day and be coached, um, which they've been doing an awesome job of so far. And, you know, I'm excited. You know, it's, it's a grind from now till – March, you know, it's, it's going to be a roller coaster, but this is why we're in it. It's fun. So, definitely no, uh, no, absolutely. Like, we all know, like, it starts here in November and it, it just doesn't stop. You know <laughs> what I mean? But you, you got guys that are willing to buy in, guys that are willing to put in that work. And ultimately, you have that buy in. You're like, yep, I'll, I'll go to war with my team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. You, you're getting that consistency. You just want guys guys or girls on my side like that just mm-hmm. want to get after it you know and if exactly. you got that you feel like you got a shot every single night um last couple things here just yeah. for you on a personal level like what's like some of like your just core values 
doesn't gotta be you know necessarily basketball related it can be coaching related just like mm-hmm. some values that you kind of live by on a daily basis yeah uh you know that's a great question um you know it's it's funny kind of one of the things we talk about Quinnipiac is attitude um and when I was at Randolph Macon, we talked about E plus R equals O, which means event plus response equals your outcome. And it kind of has a lot to do with, you know, attitude as well. Um, there's definitely a lot of overlap. But, um, you know, those two things I've kind of, you know, sat with me the longest and, you know, kind of understanding kind of how life is and going through life and, you know, being in situations I've been in. I think, you know, attitude is, is so important. You know, I'm kind of, stealing that one that I learned, but, you know, it's, it's taught me so much about, you know, kind of just trying to keep everything in perspective and, you know, things aren't as bad as they may seem, you know, so just keep things in perspective. Like you could be in worse situations. Um, and so, you know, I'm definitely grateful for where I am. Um, and, you know, like, like I said, like I wouldn't trade, anything I've done the past couple of years to get to where I am for the world. Um, I think, you know, another core value of mine is just, you know, being, you know, held accountable. I think a lot of what we do, you know, working with young men and young women is the process of accountability, you know, being, you know, reliable as a player. That was something huge for me. You know, I, I didn't want to let those older guys down because of something I did, you know, um, that's something that's kind of always stuck with me. And I think, you know, trying to instill that in our guys and teach them, it's, it's, it's super important. You know, it's, it's a piece of growing up accountability, being where you're supposed to be um, providing, you know, as they grow to be young men, young women go on to, you know, start lives. That's, that's what's important. That's what's asked of them every day. Um, No matter what's kind of going on, you know, the, the world is, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting place. Once you step outside the door, you know, there's people from all walks of life and, you know, everyone has stuff going on. And sometimes people aren't going to stop to ask, how's your day going? You know, you got to sometimes, you know, push through and get through those tough days, but you'll be better on the other side that comes out. Um, kind of attitude, accountability, and then um, really, you know, those are the main two, I'd say. Attitude and accountability are just two things I kind of would just, hold myself to that standard of no that that stuff is big time attitude accountability attitude a little bit of villanova right coming <laughs> yeah. over from dunleavy yeah um no but having those two as your core values is is absolutely big time the last thing here and it's kind of my ethos it's kind of what i'm all about and kind of what i want all the other people that I work with or really interact with, it doesn't really, you know, matter is, you know, really becoming and being the best version of yourself. So my question for you, Bradley, is what is the best version of Bradley Jacks? What does that look like? On a daily basis? On a daily basis, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a great question. That's not one I've thought a lot of, but I'd say – what is the best version of Bradley Jacks? I like that. I like that. You know, I think Bradley Jacks is still trying to figure out what the best version of Bradley Jacks is. But, you know, I think for me, the best version of Bradley Jacks is, you know, and I'd say, you know, waking up every day with kind of just a chip on my shoulder, 
Um, kind of the same chip I kind of had when I was a player, just like, you know, wanting to prove myself, but also, you know, willing to work, willing to like put my hard hat on. Um, I think it's, you know, being able to touch guys' lives, you know, being able to every day, like hit all 14 guys and be like, hey, like, how's your day going? You know, that that's that's kind of the best version of Bradley Jacks, being able to reach out, you know, going outside of myself. Um, for me as a player, that was kind of one of my struggles. You know, when I was having a bad day is kind of get outside of my comfort zone. And that, that was something, you know, my former head coach, Stephen Brennan, kind of always told me is, you know, when things are going bad for you, you got to give energy to other people. And, you know, I, that's something I didn't really get didn't really get it at all. Like he and my my former head coach would be like, you know, you gotta be a cash register guy. And I'm like, what is what is a cash register guy? What is this man talking about? <laughs> you know? And he's saying every time I press a five, I better get a five back. And and like just like, okay, so like that that's like the best version of yourself, right? Like you know what you are, you have to be what you are every day. And so like for me, that was like, dang, okay. Like that makes more sense. So like on days when like things weren't going good for me as a player, he was trying to tell me, you know, try to give more to someone else because that'll get you going. And it's like, it's still, it's a crazy concept that it's hard to understand, but it somehow works. And so for me, like even days that are tough for me, like maybe I didn't get a lot of sleep because I was watching film doing something or whatever it may be, you know, trying to give and, be, become personal with other people and see how their days are going because it could probably give me more life to bring up who I am. But, you know, I think the best version of myself is, you know, being able to just connect with other people, connect with those that I work with, you know, whether it's, you know, giving someone a ride somewhere or, you know, getting on the court shooting with them. That's kind of the best version of me is just being available for everyone else. Um, that's, at the root of it, who I am. And, you know, I'm very, I'm outgoing. You know, I, I, I kind of seek human interaction. And so, you know, sometimes I'll be sitting in the locker room just hanging out, talking with the guys, because for me, that's, that's a huge piece of just developing a relationship, developing trust. Because I know, you know, when time comes, push comes to shove, when we're in the trenches working, like they'll be able to respond to me and connect with me. Because, you know, I think ultimately, thing we have to understand as coaches, even as young coaches, is, you know, these young men and women just want to be heard. They want to felt seen. They want to felt like they're important. And so if I can do that in any role, you know, from what I am, I want them to understand, like, I've been through what you've been going through. Like, I know what it's like being a college kid. Like, I know what it's like having a tough day, taking a tough exam, and then going right to practice. Like, so, you know, I think for me, it's the best version of Bradley Jacks being able to give up who I am and, you know, making sure our group is okay. So that's the best version of me in terms of work on a daily basis. That's an incredible answer, Bradley. Like, I know you're like, damn, like, I haven't really thought about it, but no, that was a well thought out, really good answer. And you've been tremendous on this call, really. Um, so I, I'm so appreciative for you to come on um, Sports Conversation. With James Navalance on the Believe Network. I mean, Bradley Jack's here, Quinnipiac men's basketball assistant. I really appreciate your time, Bradley. Yeah, thank you, James. I appreciate you having me on, man.
Of course, man. Um, I know you guys are gonna kill it in the Mac. Uh, I can't wait to follow it kind of throughout the year. Um, and I know you're gonna do big things. So, but we'll continue to be in touch. So I appreciate it, really. For sure, my bro. Stay up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.